It's January 25th, 2023, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Cottonor. Our top stories from international outlets this morning. After months of reluctance, the U.S. and Germany reportedly plan to send tanks to Ukraine in what Kyiv hopes will be a game-changer on the battlefield, according to the BBC. Joe Biden's administration is expected to announce plans to send at least 30 M1 Abrams tanks, and German government spokesperson Stefan Haberstreit has confirmed just prior to our recording that Berlin intends to deliver 14 Leopard 2A6 main battle tanks from the Bundeswehr's stocks to Ukraine. German officials had reportedly been insisting they would only agree to the transfer of Leopard 2s to Ukraine if the U.S. also sent M1 Abrams. Ukraine is still unlikely to get the 300 modern main battle tanks it says it needs to win the war. Al Jazeera is reporting that a senior politician and former federal minister belonging to the Pakistan Tariq-e-Insaf party has been arrested on sedition charges, deepening a political crisis in the country. Fawad Chowdhury, vice president of the PTI, was arrested earlier this morning for allegedly inciting violence against officials of the Election Commission of Pakistan. In their first information report, Police said the politician threatened and harassed the ECP officials and their family members. PTI, led by former Prime Minister Imram Khan, has been criticizing the election body since the appointment of media tycoon Mosu Nakvi as interim chief minister of the politically crucial province of Punjab. The Rwandan government said a fighter jet from the Democratic Republic of Congo violated its airspace on Tuesday as tensions soar between the neighbors over the DRC's volatile east, according to Kenya's The Nation. Kinshasa denied one of its aircraft had flown over Rwanda and slammed Kigali for an attack on the jet that it said amounted to an act of war. Ties are already fraught between the neighbors, with the DRC accusing Rwanda of backing the M23 rebel group, which has captured swaths of Congolese territory in recent months. Kigali denies the allegations, which are backed by UN experts, the United States, France, and Belgium. In turn, it accuses Kinshasa of colluding with the FDLR a former Rwandan Hutu rebel group based in the DRC. Elsewhere, Deutsche Welle is reporting that North Korea has announced a five-day lockdown in the capital due to rising cases of an unspecified respiratory illness, according to Seoul-based NK News. This is the first citywide lockdown since North Korea declared itself COVID-free in August last year. According to a government notice cited by NK News, residents in Pyongyang have been told to stay indoors from Wednesday to Sunday. They are also required to submit to multiple temperature checks each day. The government notice did not mention COVID-19, but said the symptoms of the respiratory illness include common cold, according to the Seoul-based website, 
the order by North Korea, comes a day after NK News reported that residents were stocking up supplies in anticipation of a lockdown. Spanish police have arrested a 74-year-old man suspected of being the author of the letter bombs sent in late 2022 to several institutions and embassies in Spain, sources have told Spanish and French media. The devices were sent to targets including the Prime Minister, Pedro Sanchez, the Ukrainian embassy in Madrid, government offices, a European Union satellite company, and the U.S. embassy between November 24th and December 2nd. One person was slightly injured. According to The Guardian, the man was arrested in Miranda de Ebro in northern Spain, a source told the AFP without giving further details. Le Monde is reporting that the notorious Eritrean smuggler Kadane Zakarias Habtamarium in Khartoum, Sudan, in an international police operation led by the United Arab Emirates with Interpol. The man is one of the cruelest smugglers in the world, according to police in the Netherlands, where he was on the country's most wanted list. Within his vast network, which stretched from Somalia to Libya and oversaw the passage of thousands of young Ethiopians, Eritreans, and Somalis to Europe each year, Kadani made life hell for those seeking exile, torturing, raping, and brutalizing young migrants to extort money from them. For the past two years, the smuggler has continued his trafficking on the smuggling routes that link the Sudanese and Libyan deserts relatively undisturbed. He spent the smuggling season from April to September in Libya. The rest of the time, he was doing business in the United Arab Emirates, where he was a resident. According to Reuters, the humanitarian crises in Haiti and Venezuela that have subjected millions to hunger, violence, and disease could worsen this year without more aid, the International Rescue Committee said yesterday. An estimated 4.7 million Haitians and 12.3 million Venezuelans face food insecurity. Haiti ranked number nine on the IRC's 2023 emergency watch list below South Sudan and Burkina Faso, and a notch above Ukraine. The IRC estimated at least 5.2 million Haitians need humanitarian aid, with some 40% of the country having to skip meals. An estimated 7 million Venezuelans have fled in recent years. In lighter news from the AP, In a follow-up of the Santa story we brought to you earlier this week, the Rhode Island Department of Health says it was not able to definitively confirm or refute the presence of Santa in a young girl's home after she requested to have a partially eaten cookie and a couple of gnawed-on carrot sticks tested for DNA to see if Santa Claus is real. The department said it found no complete matches to anyone in the combined DNA index system but said there was a partial match to a 1947 case centered around 34th Street in New York City, referring to the movie Miracle on 34th Street. The good news is that the lab did find the presence of DNA closely matching Rangifer Tarandis, 
known as reindeer, when testing the carrots, the department said. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. Last weekend, we spoke with Andrea Kendall-Taylor of the Center for a New American Security about the state of the war in Ukraine. If you aren't a member, go to thedsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.